I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe you. Hello everybody. I'm David Weeder and welcome to today's broadcast. Well, <laughs> now now that you've forgiven me from leaving you right there on the edge of the last broadcast, I know you have now. You love me. You know you do. <laughs> you have to. It's a commandment from the commander in chief. Amen. 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 Let's go, let's go back to our foundation scripture for this series of broadcasts. And that's in John chapter 15. Grab your Bible, turn over there with me. I want you to put your eyes on this. These three broadcasts, and, and if you're just tuning in to today's broadcast and you haven't, re, you haven't watched the previous broadcast, you need to go ahead and stop and you need to go back and watch that. These broadcasts, are taken from one message that I did in South Carolina. And so, therefore, they build one on another. So, if you're jumping in here in the middle, and and this is the first one of the three of these that you've watched, I really encourage you, you need to go back, watch the last one so that you can get the foundation. And one of the foundations, well, the foundation for this entire three-part series is found in John chapter 15. And you'll see it. Here in uh, verse 4, abide in me. This is Jesus talking. Red words win, brother. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abides in the vine, no more can you. Except you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. I cannot overemphasize the fact and the truth that that scripture has to be firmly in place in your life before you can take the step of renewing your mind to what I'm talking about in these messages. It it, it, can't, it cannot be overemphasized. It's just the foundational part of this. Now, as we get into today's message, turn with me over to Romans, uh, Romans 12. And we, we, you know, we touched on this in the last broadcast, obviously, because this, this is the basis of, of the messages. But this is what we're after. Okay, this is what we're talking about. You know, a lot of people say, wow, you know, this message will transform your life. Well, you know, that's true. If the Word of God's going forth, it, has, it, it, it can transform your life. But this is what the Scripture specifically says will transform your life. Read it, read it right here in, in Romans 12. 
And let's see. Let da 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 da. And well, I was going to read down, but just for the sake of time, let's start in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How do we do this? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the perfect, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If you renew your mind to these things, I'm going to start preaching here if I don't watch it, then not only will it transform your life, but you will be able to prove out what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your life. Well, (laughs) get me fired up here, but I tell you what, let's get into today's message. All right, go back to Romans 12, just real quickly for a reference. I want to get it in, implanted here. My brother on the, yeah, he's going f- faster than I am, most likely. I may end up letting him do my work for me and just going off the. All right. So, Romans 12 tells us, be not, to, uh, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world. All right. Now, I told you one of the questions that we needed to find out. If we're not to be conformed to the world, what are we to be conformed to? Right? All right. Go back with me a couple chapters to Romans 8. Romans 8, and we'll start in verse 28. And we know, here we've got that no thing going again here, that all things work together for good to them that love God. Is that y'all? That's right. Yeah, yeah, all right. And to them who are called, the called according to his purpose. Is that y'all? Oh, man. If you got something in your life that's trying not to work out for your good, uh, you need to remind it. Look here. You're a thing. That's right. I don't care if it's a physical thing. I don't care if it's an arm, an elbow, a foot, thyroid, a pancreas. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's a financial deal. I don't care if it's a toilet in the house. It's a thing. That's right. And if it ain't working together for your good, then it needs to line up with the Word. That's, right. That's a different message. <clears throat> All right. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to what? The image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, Conform to the image. If you, I like to dig around in the Greek and the, you know, just you know, reach, just, I like to just dig around. You know, it really means jointly formed as a copy. Mm-hmm. Jointly formed as a copy. You a duplicate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
They got the same DNA, brother. Glory to God. Okay, so we're conformed to the image of His Son. We're a copy. That's what we're supposed to be conformed to instead of the world. All right, so now we know part of, we're starting to get a glimpse of what we're supposed to renew our mind to. That's what we're supposed to be conformed to. There was a, you know, it was a good concept when it came out, but then, you know, they marketed it and, and everything like that, and it got to be a, one of those trite phrases that everybody said, what would Jesus do? Well, we need to resurrect that in reality. Okay? All right. So, let's see. We answered the, we answered the uh, what is being transformed. We answered that. What are we to be conformed to? Okay, we answered that. Conformed to his image. And what are we renewing our minds to? Okay, go ahead and turn over to Colossians chapter 3. I like to let the word do its own preaching because it's never wrong. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. And have put on... The new man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The new man. Which is renewed in knowledge. Now we're talking about knowledge again. It's renewed in knowledge. How? After the image of him that created him. Now we're back to the image. Of the creator. God himself. And in case there's any misunderstanding about that word knowledge. It means full discernment. And to become fully acquainted. Now. If there's something I want to be fully acquainted with. It's God. And his image. And we're told to do it right there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. He's not just, I mean, we've all, well, I done preached myself happy and I ain't even got started yet. Man, okay. <clears throat> we ain't no just forgiven sinners. We're just, we're two scriptures, three scriptures into this and you're already getting a glimpse of what he designed, what he had in mind, what the creator of all the universe had in mind for us. Mm, 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 mm. All right, I gotta keep. Okay, calm down. <clears throat> All right. Now, so who would be if we're if we're supposed to be conformed to the image of the Son? Who would be our best authority and our best example of what that would be? Jesus, the Son. All right, so turn with me to Philippians, and let's see what he had to say about it. Philippians chapter 2, and verse 5. Let this mind, 
Here we are. Now, I told you, he was very, it says renewing of our mind. And yes, you renew your mind to the word. But there are some very specific things that he tells us to renew our minds to. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so we're being conformed to the right thing here, right? Because this is the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Equal. Do you grasp that? Equal. Do you dig around a little bit in that? And it means both in kind and in amount. Both in kind and amount. Equal with God. That's the mind that was in Christ Jesus that we're just commanded to have in us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how we're supposed to be thinking. That, I don't know about y'all, but that's some, that's some pretty steep renewing. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's, a, that's an order right there. Mind is very interesting in that verse if you look up that word mind it specifically means to exercise the mind to have them now i copied this out of the concordance this is what it means to have the same opinion as be like-minded to be mentally disposed to to set your affections on, it refers to your cognitive faculties. So your cognitive faculties, your brain power, your thought life, is supposed to be of the same opinion of Jesus that you are equal with God. Is that what the word says? Dear Lord, yes, sir. It takes some serious mind renewing because I know what I did last week. Man, we're not even talking about forty years ago. We ain't going. We're not even going there. My, 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 my. Equal thought it not robbery to be equal. With God. How can that be? Well, Jesus is our example. We better just follow him a little further along on this, don't you? Because, you know, out of several mouths of witnesses, we need this word established. Go with me over to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And let's start in verse 30. I and my, this is Jesus talking, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. 
For which one of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, make thyself God. Now, what are they basing that on that? I'm throwing a new scripture in here on you. I don't think I had this one written down. Go with me a couple chapters earlier to, ch- to uh, chapter 5. We'll come, hold your place there. We're going to come right back. But go back to chapter 5, John 5. And uh, look at verse 18, John five eighteen. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him, because not only had he broken the Sabbath but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Now, can anybody tell me, just off the top of your head, what 1 John 5, 1 says? Could you put 1 John 5, 1 up? Whosoever believeth, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Can I see the hands of the people that believe that Jesus is the Christ? Okay, so that would make you born of God, right? Okay, so that would make God your father. So that would make you making yourself equal with God, right? According to that scripture. I mean, that's what that means, right? Okay, all right. Just wanted to you know, point that. You know, it can't be any other way, by the way. If you look back, how many have ever heard about the, the phrase, the, the law of Genesis? The law of Genesis is God designed things so that everything produces after its own kind. Okay, the fish of the sea produce after their own kind. The cattle of the fields produce after their own kind. Every creeping thing produces after its own kind. And then he turns around and says, hey, yeah, we're going to make a man after our own kind. In our image, in our likeness, after his own kind. So if it's after God's kind, what would that make it? Huh? God. Same class. Glory to God. Glory to God. That wasn't even in the notes. Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Let's dig in this a little deeper because we're still getting witnesses here. Oh, wait a minute. Back to John, John 10. Yeah, <laughs> got excited. All right, here we go. So, we got the whole making thyself God. And Jesus said, are you all up here? Okay. No, back to John 10. John 10, verse 34. So they came to him, they accused him, you know, we're stoning you because, you know, you make yourself out to be God. So Jesus said, no, you don't understand. Um, I I divested myself of of my deity, and and, and I'm simply here just as a man, uh, you know, under the anointing, and and, and you all just misunderstood me when I said that. Is that what he said? No. No, he didn't deny it. He said, uh, 
Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father has has sacrificed and has sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. Jesus didn't deny it. He said, is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. Well, let's take a look at that. That's found in Psalm 82. Now, I want to look at, I want to look first. uh, Let's see, go on down to verse 6. I want to look at that first because I want to establish who he's talking to here. He says, I have said you are gods. So who we're talking about? And all of you are children of the Most High. Okay, how many in here are children of the Most High? That's who he's talking to. He said, ye are gods. Now go back up to verse 1. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Go back up to verse 1. He judgeth among the gods. Now, we know from the scripture that he is Lord of lords. Lord of lords. Okay. So, who's he Lord of? Lords. Okay. He's king of kings. We've been made kings and priests unto our God. Well, apparently he's also God of gods. It's the congregation. He judges among the gods. You know, I was studying last night after I went back, and I'm, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and everything, and, he's, and I never really noticed this before. He's called the most high God. Well, if he's the most high God, there's other gods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he produced after he reproduced after his own kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> oh Lord. Second ah, Peter. Second Peter. I enjoy the Word of God. This scripture, this particular scripture, is very dear to my heart. I've gotten healed. I don't even know how many times over the years from this scripture. All right. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon, Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, grace, well, it's already gotten good, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Catch this, catch this. Through the knowledge of God, through our understanding, through our knowledge of God. That's how grace and peace are multiplied, through that knowledge. 
through that understanding and of the Lord uh, and of Jesus, our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, what kind of nature are we made partakers of? Divine. And sure enough, if you trace that back, it talks about divine. Deity. God's nature. It's your nature to be well. It's your nature to be prosperous. You can't help but to succeed. It's just in your nature. That's right. That's right. It's your nature. That's right. As a God. Only gods have divine natures. Right? All right, now don't forget now. Right here we got, without him, nothing. God is love. Wait a minute. Who's love? What are we? Ha ha. We're love. Going somewhere to happen. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're power. That's right. I thought you said we were love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a God, why would you get upset if somebody cuts you off in traffic? Even if they call, even if they almost cause you to have a wreck, they can't hurt you. You're a god. That's love. There's no reason to get upset. It's all going to work out. Didn't we just read all things work together for our good? It's all going to work out. If you had to slow down five miles an hour for thirty seconds, hey, no telling what you missed at that next signal light. It all has to work together for your good. Love you, darling. Bless you. I declare the blessing over you. I tell you what, one of my angels, you go over with them. They they, they got something else on their mind or something. You watch over them. Make sure they don't have no wrecks today. You're a God. All the ministering spirits are sent forth to minister for you. Oh, man, we've been underutilizing that. Man, that's a whole another week's worth of message here. I mean, we could. I mean, I'm trying to boil this down. I, if I had 45 minutes for three weeks of messages. Okay, so I mean, you know, we we, we, we could have spent a week just on this arm, and then another week just on this arm. <laughs> but I know, I know, chap, 
And I know y'all are well taught in the principles and the basics, so we don't have to spend all that time because, you, you know, I know you're well taught in that. So, all right, but don't, remember, don't, don't forget, all of this is contingent on standing right here. All of it. Remember the vine and the branch. What a, Jesus is so cool. What an illustration. If that, because you're born again, not of incorruptible seed, the second, uh, it's, uh, Peter, uh, not of incorruptible seed, I mean, not of uh, corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God. Okay, you got God's DNA. All right, now let's go back to the branch and the vine. Do you know you can completely cut that branch off and you can throw it over there and it would all wither up and if there's anything left of it 10 years from now, you can go take a sample of that vine. That, oh, Lord, it can't be. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, so you can go take a sample of that branch and you can run it through a DNA processor and it's still going to come out the same DNA as the vine? What's the difference? I mean, it's withered up. It's not producing fruit. It, it, it ain't doing nothing. It's laying there. There's no sap in it. There's no life. There's no abiding. The anointing's not there. Okay? You can be born again. You can sit yourself in a chair in church. You can have the same DNA. Sit there with your God self sitting in there, but you will never function as a God. You will never function. You will never bear fruit as a branch. Without abiding. Never. Cannot happen. Well, glory to God. As I said at the beginning, uh, the intro to this broadcast, it cannot be overemphasized too much. You must abide. You must live and move and have your being in Jesus. It cannot work any other way. Remember, without Jesus, you can do nothing. God is love. How would love respond? That's how you respond. Glory to God. I forgive if I have aught against any. Mark 11, 23, 24, 25. It only works in a forgiving heart, a forgiving spirit. Praise God. Well, that's it for this broadcast. Now, there's one more that will wrap up that session from, uh, from South Carolina. So don't forget to come back. Click subscribe on our YouTube channel. And uh, that way you'll be notified when we, when we upload videos and teachings and things like that. I tell you what, Lynn and I love you so much. We pray for you, and God loves you. He's for you, not against you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Glory to God. Remember this, Jesus is Lord.